Hello. Greetings, my fellow earthlings. How's it going? Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of 100% BS. My name is Belle Solonat. I am the host of this long form conversation podcast here on planet earth. I've been thinking a lot about planet earth because I've started reading um, law of one. And if you are not familiar with law of one, it is basically a mind fuck of a book of, of a, of a recording. I don't know how to describe it. Um, basically law of one. Sorry, by the way, this episode is not about law of one. This episode is about my journey with sobriety and being sober curious, which I think is the correct term for where I'm at. Um, and this is just my introduction. So before I get into my random introduction of things, hello, thank you for being here. Um, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with a friend or share it to your Instagram story, spread the freaking word. Um, and if you really enjoyed it, leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts because why not? Sharing is caring and caring is sharing. sharing. Um, so yes, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you. Now let's get into what I'm talking about today. So as I was saying, I've been my personal life update before I dive into this whole uh, topic is that, yeah, I started reading Law of One. I'm only like 60 pages into it, but I'm kind of addicted. It's like pretty unreal. Basically, if you're unfamiliar, Law of One is essentially like this transcription of a channeled message from the Confederation of Planets, which is like these people who, this this society that lives not on Earth, I'm probably not doing it justice, but basically it's like these teachings of the Law of One, and if you're familiar at all with concepts of oneness and unity and polarity and these types of things, it's basically like the teaching teaching of those ideas. It's a very profound spiritual text. Um, and yeah, so I've been reading that, and it's just like, a mind-blowing thing to first of all just wrap your mind around how the law of one like teaching came to be like how they ended up publishing the book and also just things they talk about in it are fascinating and for me actually I realized that on my spiritual journey kind of my journey of just inward reflection as you call it um, I just started to kind of naturally understand these ideas or come to these realizations of oneness and thinking like, you know, understanding simple things like projections and that everything is a mirror and those types of concepts where I was able to see like other people as just a different version of me and that we're all quote unquote the same, like this idea of oneness that like we're actually all created from the same thing, etc. Um, it sounds maybe like religious kind of, but I've actually never been a religious person. I actually grew up being really uncomfortable with religion and wanted to get out of like my church situation. But now in the past year became spiritual, I guess, um, which I think is more kind of about your inner journey. Anyway, I've been saying things like planet earth and earthlings because law of one is just making me consider all the cosmic, uh, issues happening in our world. So interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I've also been, listening to Alan Watts, who is freaking incredible. And he taught me this amazing life hack 
that I feel like probably most people are aware of. But it was in this recording where he was like, if you want to wake up at a certain time in the morning, just ask your body to wake you up at 7 a.m. And I was like, what? Like, it can't be that simple. So for the past couple of days, I've been experimenting with not setting an alarm on my phone or alarm clock or anything and going to bed and literally telling myself like, body, please wake me up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever. And it's been working. I either wake, like I basically am woken up either at that exact time or like 30 minutes before it. And I'm like, wow, that is dope. I mean, I know that maybe it's like a reverse psychology thing that if you know there's no alarm set, then like you have to wake up. But I choose to believe there's some kind of magic happening there. So that's been cool. And you should try it out. Don't set an alarm. Do it on like a low stakes morning. Like, I don't know if you have like an 8 a.m. meeting, maybe don't try it out or maybe do. Maybe that would extra work. But um, yeah, I basically don't set an alarm and just say, body, please wake me up. Like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'd like to wake up at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And then it's just been happening, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, that's my little life update. What's been going on in my little life, my little world, my little, my little apartment. Um, and today I'm here to talk to you about my journey with sobriety. Hello again, it's me. I'm just jumping in here really quick because I wanted to provide a bit of a disclaimer. Um, I probably don't really need to, but I feel like why not? Because um, basically I know that this subject can be touchy. I know that there's issues of addiction and alcoholism and all these very complicated things that I honestly am not very familiar with. I'm talking about this experience from a place of really exploring sobriety, like, I guess for fun. Like I really just, I, I, um, wouldn't categorize myself as having had a drinking problem. Maybe I did. I didn't view it that way. It was kind of like coming out of college. You'll see, as I explain my story, like it's kind of just me exploring it just for, for fun and for health and, and all those things. So I just want to be clear that, um, if, you know, if you're someone who's struggled with addiction or alcoholism or anything that makes your relationship with alcohol more complicated, um, I just want to remind you, like my story doesn't involve um, dealing with addiction or anything like that. So I just want to make sure that you know that and that it's just my singular experience, my subjective experience. And um, yeah, to just remember, take from it whatever is useful for you. And that this, this, my story is not like the end all be all of things. And that if you are someone who's struggling with addiction or anything like that, that please seek help. Please make sure you take care of yourself and you reach out to people and you uh, do what you need to do. And to just, you know, be aware in this episode, I'm going to talk about my perceptions of heavy drinking and of blacking out and those types of things. So I just um, thought it was important to provide, I guess, what you would call a, a trigger warning of sorts that I'm talking about my experience partying in college and um, the shame that I felt from other people for me choosing sobriety and those types of things. So again, this is a story that is not from the perspective of having dealt with addiction or alcoholism. This is just, um, you know, going from a party gal in college to experimenting with sobriety mainly for fun. So again, just want to make sure that is clear and that, um, yeah. So anyways, let's get back into it. Thank you. Now, before you get all triggered and whatever, 
I know that drinking and alcohol and sobriety in general is kind of a touchy subject. Like people just tend to get triggered, I guess, because there can be a lot of shame built into drinking. There can be a lot of shame in sobriety. Like there's just shame all freaking around with this subject. So um, I just want to remind you, as I have reminded myself in the past, that anything you hear that may be triggering or upsetting, um, just remember it's honestly an invitation to reflect on why it triggers you. It's probably, I'm, I apologize in advance if I was insensitive or something, but I'm just going to be sharing my honest thoughts and experience. And I'm going to try to be as unfiltered as possible because that's just how I'm going to get out all of my my real thoughts on this subject because I have a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I know that people, it, alcohol and drinking and all those things can be really complicated and there's a lot of emotion wrapped into it. There's going to be trauma wrapped into it. There's like societal pressure. Like there's a lot of stuff to unpack. So I'm not going to get through it all in these 30 minutes or whatever. So just um, be aware that I'm going to be really honest about my experience and it's just mine. It's what I know. So if it doesn't resonate with you, fucking okay, that's fine. You know, listen, take what, take what lands and leave the rest. So first I'll start with my general thoughts on alcohol uh, and the drinking culture in the U.S. That's what I'm really most familiar with. Um, And yeah, I'm just going to start with kind of what I think in general about drinking and alcohol and the culture, the dynamics and all those things. Uh, And then I'll share basically like a chronological short story about my journey through it and the learnings that I've had through it. Um, Because basically I started uh, experimenting with sobriety back in 2018. So it's been three years, um, three, four years-ish, whatever the math is there, um, of me experimenting with sobriety. And it's been definitely all a lot of ups and downs, mainly really great, but Yeah. So first of all, um, my general thoughts basically on the dynamics of social pressure around drinking and alcohol. The first thing I'll say is I think there is way too much pressure to drink, like way too much in social settings. And I honestly think I was connecting the dots while writing this outline. And I think it's because we're not really taught to be comfortable with ourselves. And here's what I mean by that and why it's connected to alcohol consumption but in social settings right basically like literally and when you become an adult or when it becomes acceptable to drink where whenever that is in your culture wherever you live like social interactions are basically synonymous with drinking like if you're meeting up with a friend at night it's like let's get a drink or if you're doing a social gathering for work there's alcohol like it's literally everywhere it's stapled into every many many experiences that we have And I also think starting in college and even after college and probably for our whole lives, there's so much pressure that we put on each other. Like obviously in college, my God, I don't have to tell you if you've been to an American college, like the drinking culture is, is pretty fucking crazy. And it's like keg stands and shots and people yelling at each other to drink and chug and beer pong. And it's like fucking insane. And I, I lived all that and I did that shit. I was you know, I wasn't like an insane party person. I kind of somewhat grew out of it, but I definitely like enjoyed drinking in college for sure. Like I, I went to parties, was super social. I did my fair share of keg stands. Like I totally was in that world. Um, you know, it was basically the average amount, like 
in you know the mid college years you would like mainly drink on the weekends and then senior year it's like your senior year so you're going out like three to four times a week or more like and drinking possibly every day like it's a lot and so for sure what I've picked up on that and even outside of college is there's just so much social social pressure to drink and I'll kind of get into this more as I explain my first experience with being sober um, in social gatherings but I think it's really tied to this discomfort with social interactions where there's nothing like lubricating the situation because that's kind of why they call alcohol like the social lubricant because it loosens everybody up and like you're not awkward and whatever. And I really think that it's because we're really uncomfortable with ourselves. Like we're not taught to just sit in silence and be like chilling in silence. We're taught to consume and we're taught to watch TV and Netflix and news and eat and drink like it's very rare in most people's upbringing to be taught to just like sit in each other's presence and like have that be the whole experience. So there's obviously a lot of pressure and I think it's way too much. And I think honestly, most people find themselves drinking that much because they feel that there's a social pressure to do so. And if you don't drink, then you're not going to fit in and the whole thing crumbles and whatever. Um, I would say that the U.S. drinking culture is like notoriously intense and like kind of abusive and like a lot of binge drinking compared to some other countries. Like I, in my experience, Latino countries and um, I know I have a lot of experience in Puerto Rico because my family moved there a while ago and the drinking culture there is quite different because kids are kind of like not kids, but like teens are eased into it with the parents uh, because the drinking age is lower and just the culture is less like it's a bad thing. Like you have to hide away to do it. Like the parents are often at the social gatherings of the high schoolers and have provided the alcohol. And that way the kids are like eased into it in a much more safe way. And it's not demonized. I think that's part of the problem in most places in the U S is that alcohol is like totally demonized. And so kids like go to a fucking basement to do it and get like super hammered or they never drink through high school because it was like taboo and then they get to college and they go insane because they've never done it before so i feel like in some other countries it's you have more of an initiation into it with your parents or your family and that kind of helps and not be so abused um and then overall like just with alcohol i think i really think it can be totally okay like in moderation but my definition of moderation is very different from most people's definition of moderation like to me a couple drinks a week is not moderation. Maybe it is for you. Fine. For me, it's not. Um, my moderation is like every once in a while, like every couple weeks, maybe like maybe once a month. That's my version of it. Basically to say things like wine and bourbon and mezcal and these like alcohols that are much more meant to enjoy the taste of it. This is different from like a vodka shot that you just throw back at the bar. Like drinking alcohol for the experience of drinking it, like going to a wine tasting or you know, I know a lot of men really enjoy bourbon and whiskey and women too. And, you know, I personally really like mezcal and it's like something I like to sip on. I think those things can all be really beautiful things to integrate into your life when you do them intentionally and, you know, with kind of like purpose and it can bring you closer to people. So it can definitely be a wonderful thing if you have it under control and you don't have a negative relationship with it. But I honestly think most people have a negative relationship with alcohol, whether they realize it or not. Um, and so basically that's like, th there's a difference between drinking for the taste of it and to like supplement your experience and drinking to create the experience. And so 
this is an important distinction that I really learned through experimenting, experimenting with sobriety is a lot of times like people's interactions and the social events are literally only happening because people are drinking. So you think about like, God, the number of times that it was like, come over and drink. And like, you're there and you're just, yes, you're social interacting, but the main purpose is literally like brought, it, it is the main experience is created by the fact that people are loosening up from the alcohol and not because they were just there to, to purely socialize. Same thing. Like when people go to a bar, like when I've been sober and now that I'm mainly sober, like going to a bar sober, that is hard. Like that's not really an ideal scenario because the bar is like literally the purpose you're going to drink at least in my circles, like how it's been. So I find that there's a big difference between or like going into a social interaction where the main thing bring, bringing people together isn't the drinking. It's like we're here to watch a movie or do a cookout or whatever. And these things where alcohol is kind of supplemental, it's not like come over and drink or like we're drinking. Like literally people today as a social event are just like, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Let's just drink like shit like that. So they're very different because I think as you get older, more mature or your tastes change, you'll see that there's a difference where like you're at dinner and you get wine with it because it's like supplemental to the experience. It's not de- the experience isn't dependent on the fact that people are drinking. It's like kind of weird to explain, but that's how I perceive it. Um, and the last thing that I've really thought about is the relationship or lack thereof of alcohol and consciousness. So the idea of consciousness is just kind of like the simplest way to describe it would be just kind of presence and like being really there in the moment and like that comfort with yourself in the moment, comfort with the people, being aware. It's kind of like this element of awareness and and being like, I guess you'd call it awake in the moment instead of the opposite of consciousness would be like obviously unconsciousness, like you're literally blacked out, which people do. And that's a really big abusive way to drink is to drink so much that you literally don't remember because like, I don't know what happens there. It's some kind of like you come into a trance and like your body is just like driving around on autopilot. And that's a really fascinating thing to experience when you're completely sober is being around people who are blacked out drunk. And again, I'm not like saying any of this in judgment. Like these are just my experiences and things that I, I guess, subjectively have noticed. And I'm also saying all this being a person who has been there. Like I've blacked out before. I've been super, super, super like intoxicated to the point where I don't remember things the next day. So trust me, like I'm not, this isn't being said to be like, fuck those people are horrible and they, whatever, like it's not the point. But I will say that there is, I have this, this thing where I think alcohol just suppresses your consciousness, basically. Like the more you drink in either one sitting or in general in life, that it can kind of be taking away from your uh, it basically takes away from the amount that you're present in the situation. I think there are exceptions because I know people who I feel like have a very good relationship with alcohol and that I don't notice that they're really much different or that it's like inhibiting their 
uh, consciousness or their like awakenedness in their life experience. Um, like my boyfriend, I feel like while I've been, you know, experienced or experimenting with sobriety, like he really loves to enjoy beer. Like if we go out to dinner, I'm, I almost always am not drinking and he enjoys his drink. And I feel like he's a rare case that he's like, honestly fine and he's very much an awakened individual like high levels of consciousness etc and yeah i mean you could argue like you can't be at a high level of consciousness if you're drinking a lot maybe you can argue that but definitely for the most part i would say i associate high levels of like excessive drinking binge drinking blacking out like you're just you're asleep somehow i don't know how else to describe it like i've been at parties where I'm like observing the individual and I'm like, where did they go? Like, where is their head? Where is their personality? Like they're just this like zombie walking around like that doesn't know what's going on. And I know that because I've literally been in that situation where I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking know what I did last night and I can't remember. I think it's just an opportunity to kind of question like what is happening there? And like, am I benefiting from this situation? Like, am I learning anything other than the fact that I probably shouldn't drink that much. Like those situations where you're getting to an extreme, I just, I don't know. Like I honestly think objectively you can say that that's just not good for you. I don't know any doctor that would be like, yes, blacking out is a really good thing for your health. Like that's an extreme that I'm happy to be like, you should question what's going on there. And again, it's part of like life experience, you know, if you're in college, there's going to be social pressure and you'll probably have that experience. Would you be fine never blocking out? Yeah. Like I think you can avoid that in life and be fine, but it happens. So there's an interesting relationship there. I think that I have explored personally with my presence and consciousness and like this idea that sometimes like in my own experience, when I drink too much, like I just, I don't feel in control. I'm not present. I don't remember things. I do or say things that I don't actually mean or like I wouldn't consciously decide to say those things, which is funny because there's a saying that's like drunk words are sober thoughts. It's like, yeah, sure, because you don't have as much of a filter, but I don't think that you could argue that like drinking excessively makes you more authentic because you're not actually just you. You're you with like a substance that is not really part of who you are naturally. So that's just an interesting thing to think about. Um, Those are my only thoughts so far. Honestly, like probably the next, it would be good to talk to someone, have a conversation back and forth on this. So I'm going to move on to my story. Um, But yeah, those are just my initial thoughts. Um, And yeah, again, this is all my own experience and I know I don't have to say that, but I just like to preface it because again, this is like a triggering subject, so whatever. Okay. So, my journey and story with sobriety. So, um back in 2018, it was my first semester senior year of college. And um by that time, I was already a huge Joe Rogan fan. And Joe Rogan made this thing popular called Sober October. I heard about it from him. And, um, I was like, that sounds pretty cool. And the way that he and his like comedian friends did it is they would like be completely sober from any alcohol or drugs, like no weed, nothing. And they would also do like an extreme workout challenge. Like I think they would work out every single day of the month of October, which is a lot. 
Um, so I was like, okay, sick. I want to try that. Like I want to do sober October. And so keep in mind, this is October's approaching of my senior year of college. And so September was the first semester back. And if anybody has gone to college and you start your senior year, everyone is like, let's fucking party. Like it is pedal to the metal going out at least three times a week lots of drinking, like drinking after class, drinking before, like some people go really crazy. So, and I really was like regularly drinking. I loved IPA beers. Like I was a heavy drinker, I think for like my stature. Cause like, I think that kind of relates to things. I'm like, I guess I'm tall, but I guess you'd say I'm like petite. So I was drinking a lot. Um, and so I was like, Hey, got to my friends. I was like, I'm going to do sober October. And they were like, you're fucking insane. Like it's our senior year. Why would you ever do that? Because of the connotation to not drink is that like, it's not fun. You're boring. Like you're a loser. If you're just not going to drink at college, despite all that, I did it anyway. And I went into the month of October. I was really excited. I was super committed and I made it all the way through. Like I did not have one drop of alcohol in that October of 2018. I was very proud of myself. And so in that month, I still went out with my friends. I think almost every like time that they were going out, we went to bars, like club type places. And um, yeah, I remember really vividly like being at the, there was this bar that everyone would go to. It was at Boston University. It's called Tits. If you know, it's Tavern in the Square, but tits for short and everyone would go on Thursday night and it has like it was popping like there's a bar and obviously and then there's like a dance floor with a DJ and lots of dancing drinking like it's a crazy place so I went completely sober as a fucking doorknob and I remember having so much fun because I like realized that everyone else was hammered and like was not actually paying attention to what I was doing so I honestly had an equal amount if not more fun because I was on this like really interesting mental trip of observing everybody else while like they were kind of just in their like intoxicated zone that I had been in before. Um, I remember I lost weight, which was surprising because I was already like a slender person. But I remember that any, I called it like inflammation basically all went away. Like I I didn't work out much that month of October. I didn't do the workout challenge part of it. And by the end of it, I looked really ripped. Like I remember being like, I got chiseled, chiseled down. And that was one of the first things that I was like, wow, like drinking regularly, totally just, I mean, it causes inflammation. This is like basic knowledge, but you don't realize how much it's visibly affecting your body until you completely stop. So in one month, like I, I have this image burned into my brain where I like at the end of the month, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, it looks like I have abs and I'm like, have been going to the gym a bunch and I really hadn't exercised that much at all. So that was really amazing. Um, so that was my first month of doing sober October ever in, well, obviously I spent many more years as a child sober, but this was like in my adult life after regular drinking, doing so October. So, um, after that I went back to drinking like normal. I remember I had like on Halloween night, the 31st at midnight, I like had the first beer and went back to normal, did like a crazy senior year, like went fully back in the swing of things. Like it, it was really just for that month. Then 
moving on to the following year of 2019. I graduated college in May of 2019. So like, you know, the spring was all normal, summer, drinking, whatever. I was doing traveling, like totally normal behavior, like back on my bullshit. So 2019, sober October, I uh, started out and I like, my friend invited me to go to Vegas with her. And I was like really having a hard time because this was the first weekend of October. And I was like, fuck, I'm supposed to be doing sober October and I'm in Vegas. Like it was really hard. And I broke one night on October 6th. I remember I had a glass of red wine at dinner and I was like, God damn it. Like I broke, I was supposed to commit to this thing. So I basically punished myself and I said, okay, now I'm doing sober October plus all up until Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving was at the end of November. So I extended it two months basically, or extended it one month, two months total. And in that time, I remember um, feeling a lot of social pressure to drink because I had just moved here to LA. A lot of people from college were here and we were getting together, going out or going to people's houses. And I felt a lot of social pressure and honestly, a lot of shame. Like I remember naturally like you're at a party and people are like offering you a drink or they're like, what are you drinking? Like, it's so, it's so funny because so much of the social culture is even just talking about drinking, like, which is so crazy, but naturally it came up. I was like, oh, I'm good. And for some reason you have to have a fucking reason to say why you're not drinking. You can't just not drink. Like if you're with people who are uncomfortable by it or whatever, So I felt all this like shame and I was like, oh my God, like what am I doing wrong? The fact that I'm not drinking. And I know now, like even then I knew that it was really just anyone who shamed me or like rolled their eyes at me or whatever, like it was, that's their thing. Like people, again, like I said at the beginning, feel a lot of shame around drinking and I think they maybe don't realize it or or maybe they don't feel shame about drinking, but they'll shame you, which I interpret as you are projecting. It's like the perfect example of a mirror. That's like me not drinking is showing something in them that is triggering. That's really how I view it is people in the past who like even strangers that like I'll tell them I'm not drinking and they react with this like defensiveness or roll their eyes or like somehow try to, you know, suggest that it's silly or whatever or whatever. Like I know that it's a projection because it can be triggering to like see someone doing something that maybe you want to do, but you feel like you can't do it or whatever. Again, alcohol is like a triggering thing. And a lot of people have bad relationships with it. Like, hello, alcoholism. Like it's a huge thing and it's a tough subject. And yeah, so I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on like the dynamics of addiction and whatever, but from my understanding of like social interactions and psychology and my own mental health and those types of things, people can definitely project onto you their insecurities about their own drinking. And that was something that I really experienced in that second year of doing Sober October is just feeling like it was tough to like go to parties and stuff and like face the questioning and the eye rolls and whatever. And I was just like, I'm just trying to have a good time. Like I'm just trying to do my thing. And the hard thing is I also understand it's, it's like annoying, I guess, when the subject of drinking or not drinking comes up at a party where a bunch of people are drinking. And so I've always been aware of like, I just try to avoid this subject unless someone is really curious about it because I don't want to, I don't want to like make anyone feel uncomfortable because it's my choice. It's like, there's someone vegan at a fucking barbecue and you know, sometimes it can feel like they're shaming other people. It's possible. I shamed people by accident. It was never really my intention, but just by the product of like, being sober, like you're going to trigger people who are drinking. It just happens. Um, 
so yeah, that was really a big experience in the social pressure. Those two months, I also really experienced um, the productivity and the benefits and clarity of that prolonged time being sober, especially going from like heavy drinking before that. You know, it's like obviously not hungover, like you wake up on the weekend and you're feeling great. Like same thing with like my body, like chiseled down again, which when you're like a more slender person and you see a, a difference after not drinking, you're like, wow, this is legit like an inflammation causer that you can visibly see. Um, so that was really great. Two months and then went back to like my normal, basically amount of drinking. So 2020 hits and everybody knows 2020 is like, was the fucking insane year. Probably everybody broke down and went a little crazy. So I, the summer of 2020 was drinking a lot. It was, everyone was working from home things were actually still, things were pretty open here in LA in the summer, like at least in Manhattan beach and like the beach cities. So, um, you know, it was work, I was working from home. My boyfriend was working from home, but then we would like go out weeknights and do stuff. Cause it was like, you'd be pent up in the house all day and whatever. So beginning of the pandemic for sure was drinking a lot. Like everyone, I just think everyone was sad and stressed out and didn't know what was going and felt like the world was ending. So we would just be like midday and we'd be like drinking wine and it was totally ridiculous. So summer of 2020, I remember drinking a lot and then I was like really sad and I was like alone in my living room, like right after work at like 6 p.m., like drinking a White Claw. And I remember having a moment where I was like, dude, you're drinking like way too much. I knew it was a problem. So, and yeah, and I also know that I was drinking a lot because of my circumstance. Like I remember I really didn't like my job. I hadn't been in my job that long. So I felt like I really had to stick it out and like pandemic, like all the things working from home, like it was just, it was not a great situation, which is why I know, like I can say that sometimes a lot of times we drink to deal with emotions or to do the opposite, to like numb the emotions. And that was definitely the state I was in. So that's why going into October of 2020, so last year, I decided to extend sober October into three months. So I did October, November, December. I did three full months and I went into October knowing that I was going to extend it that long and extending it that long. When you go for three months, that's when you really, really notice the habit shift. And you also in my, in, for me, I was able to like really work through the subconscious, um, like urge to grab the drink or to drink and whatever. I forgot to say this at the beginning. This is really important. Um, I'm 30 minutes in, but whatever. Hopefully it's been okay so far. Um, I would say that I don't think I have an inclination towards addiction. Like I don't think I have a a good amount of self-control. I think actually experimenting with sobriety is what made me have a lot more self-control. But I would say that like I don't think I have history of addiction in my family. Like I, yeah, I want to make sure to address that. Like I know some people are dealing with like addiction or whatever. This is honestly someone, I'm someone who experimented with um, sobriety from a perspective of like not being addicted and not like, you know, dealing with alcoholism and whatever. Like this is purely someone doing it just, almost like for fun, which I know for some people, like they really go through withdrawals. I don't really know if I was supposed to do like a disclaimer at the beginning. Hopefully I can just talk about my experience and like people can parse through it and not get 
mad at me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, whatever. I'm trying my best here. Let me freaking live. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I went three months all the way through my birthday, January 6th, completely sober. And it was amazing. Like I remember at the time I also had a, a solid side hustle going. And so I was working on the weekends and I remember really being like, okay, have not having hangovers is fucking incredible. Like <laughs> really makes you productive. Like I have felt really healthy. Like it was really good. That three month span is where a lot of change happened and where I really like showed myself that I could do it and that I wasn't even like thinking about like by the time December rolled around, like there was, you know, family holiday gatherings that were kind of hard. But for the most part, I realized that once you get through like the first hour of the social interaction where people are like arriving and they're a little bit awkward and they're like getting their drink together, like after an hour or two, most people are like a little tipsy. And so no one's like worried about it. And if you're the sober person, like I find that that's getting through the first hour is the hardest part. And then it's like, you don't even think about it. So that was um, a very good three months. And, and I ended that sober chapter in Tulum for my birthday. And that is where um, when I went to Tulum, I did enjoy a few drinks every night. I enjoyed, you know, Corona and I had Mezcal and wine. But I remember that it was really intentional and it felt really good because it was for the right reasons for me. And I think that was because I knew that I didn't need it to have fun because I had just gone through three months completely sober and having a fun time and like didn't have any issues with it and wasn't like, you know, quote unquote, like addicted anymore or whatever version that was for me. Like I wasn't reaching for it anymore. So that was where I discovered that I could have a relationship with drinking where basically like it it was um, for special occasions and with intention. And I think that's where I'm at now basically is like I this year spent most of the year sober. Like I think this year, it's October, 2021. I've maybe had like five, five to 10 drinks total of the whole year. Like, you know, this, that's after Tulum, like maybe a glass of wine at dinner and then you know, like one other situation where I decided to have a few drinks. So this is the year where I really like learned more about the downside or the challenge of it, I would say. Kind of like where sobriety gets difficult. <laughs> um, and again, saying all this from a perspective of like, I never, I mean, I don't know how you define alcoholism, but I don't, think I had that. It was just like, you know, typical college amount of drinking and whatever. Um, so this year I realized that there are, there were and are social interactions where I feel like I have too much self-awareness that it's stopping me from enjoying the present moment. I think probably a lot of people can relate to this once you also kind of go on like whether you call it your spiritual journey or just kind of like your inner reflection journey, you know, your growth process, whatever that is, where when you start to have a lot of self-awareness, it can be really hard in social situations because you're you're just self-aware. You're so aware of what you might look like and sound like and what you're saying and what other people are doing that it can kind of pull you out of the present moment. 
And that's the part that like has been an interesting experience for me that in the end is like a really great learning experience and something for me to grow from. But that definitely gets difficult. So um, a few a month ago um, when I was visiting Milan, my boyfriend in Texas, I was really, really stressed out one night. Like I had a lot going on. I had like a big decision to make and I was so stressed out and we were out with friends and Milan was like, dude, you're like so stressed out. Like I could not be in the moment. And I remember I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to have a couple drinks. Like I just really, really need to let loose. And I hadn't drank in months. And like I had so far had developed this relationship with alcohol where I was like, I really don't need it. And it's not inhibiting me. Um, like it's all good. So I like kind of went crazy that night. Like I had probably like three to four. That's like crazy for me today because my tolerance is so low at this point. Um, and I like had fun that night for sure. But I remember waking up the next day and just being like, oh yeah, like nothing has changed. Like I'm still stressed out. Like I didn't actually sort out what was making me anxious, which is why people know like when you drink a lot to specifically cover up your emotional situation or whatever you're going through, like it obviously doesn't fix it because it's over the next day. And then sometimes you even have regret because you like know that deep down you used it to cover something up. And so, um, that was an important realization for me because I, Yeah, it was like, it was just a tough moment where it was hard for me to figure out if that, like, I I think of maybe objectively, like that would be a situation where I'm obviously using the drinking to like help me loosen up and whatever. When in the end, like, and maybe that was fine because if I was really going to ruin my night by being like so stressed out, maybe the better thing was to just let loose and have alcohol help me do that. On the flip side, like obviously I needed to sort out what was stressing me out, but I wasn't, I don't know if I was necessarily going to be able to like shake it off in five minutes and then like go into the bar and enjoy and whatever. And also we're at a bar, like it's hard to be sober at a bar. That's like one situation that's tough. So yeah, but I think if anything, again, like it depends on the person But for me, I'm at a place where I enjoy being sober like 90% of the time. Like most of the time I'm able to have a a good time. I'm not like overly self-aware, overly self-critical. Like I have a baseline of self-awareness that I can't really turn off, but it doesn't really get in the way of many social interactions. And so I really like being fully present and being really able to like take everything in and have access to all my senses and like everything just being heightened awareness. I, I really enjoy that. And so overall, like it's been an amazing experience because I I honestly think that my like spiritual awakening and just like my journey with aware with awareness and all those things definitely coincided with me drinking less and being comfortable with drinking less. Um, And that's like that piece where the more comfortable you are with yourself, I think it gets a lot easier to not drink. I think you can be really comfortable with yourself and also drink and then like maybe you're fine. But definitely it helps a lot if you are curious about being sober that getting really comfortable with yourself and all the good and the bad, like all the, you know, it's a balance like you're going to have good things and bad things in you and or 
whatever. Like maybe there's no bad things. My point is the more comfortable you become with yourself, I think it's a lot easier to not uh, rely on any type of drink to like get you through a social situation. That's been my experience with it. And so I think really exploring spirituality and exploring myself and like really being committed to my growth process is what helped me be basically like really enjoy being sober and it not be like so much of a difficult thing. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, using alcohol as a release and like to rely on it to deal with, you know, um, emotions and like things you're going through is probably not the best relationship to have with it because I think it separate it's like using an outside mechanism to cope versus dealing with those things for yourself and I think that's probably the area where most people find themselves justifying it because I've been there too like you know just justifying oh like you know I I mean it's in moderation I like it, it helps me let loose and whatever and all those things I think are just invitations to ask yourself like if you're using it to like are you avoiding something really deep down like and not not every single day or social interaction is like meant to be like I have to grow I have to learn something here like sometimes life is just to be enjoyed like most of life should be enjoyable and doesn't need to be this like insane commitment to growing all the time so yeah um yeah basically like it for me has just been a really great way to reflect deeply on where I'm at as a person and so I think experimenting with you know the next time you feel yourself reaching for the drink but maybe you don't actually need it in that situation like maybe you're actually just like with friends and family who you trust and feel comfortable with and like it turned into a habit like those are just I think times to reflect on you know what you're using it for and if it's kind of turned into like a vice or something that gets you through things and these are all just opportunities to reflect deeper on yourself and I think some people that I know that have also experimented with sobriety um really enjoy like the relationship that they've cultivated with themselves because of it that for me has been the biggest takeaway is I really feel like I've developed a relationship with myself that's really positive and like I'm basically like I've learned how to be there for myself because you know, all the social interactions where there's like an awkward silence or like there's just the moving of bodies in a room and like there's there's parts of it that are clunky. Like those are all just normal things to me and they don't make me feel weird. I don't feel the need to talk all the time and, and make sure people are enjoying the conversation, whatever. Like I've just become very comfortable with myself at default in a room where it's like I can just sit on the couch for a second alone and that's okay, right? So it really forces you to just sit with yourself in social interactions and to just reflect on what you're doing and who you are and all those things. And I think it can be really, really beautiful to kind of challenge yourself to try it out and to see how it feels to just be you and see if like you can be your most authentic self without the help of some other substance, I think is kind of like the biggest takeaway that's been for me. Um, so yeah, like I, I definitely feel 
really good overall. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think just all those ups and downs kind of just like have taught me a lot about myself and it's been mainly enjoyable. Like, but I definitely won't lie that there are times when I do wonder, I'm like, is my excessive self-awareness right now like just ruining the moment like would it be better if I just like had a glass of wine but then I'm also like okay but what's the glass of wine doing like it's not actually solving anything so it's an it's complicated it's like an interesting dynamic and I don't really have the answer so that's that um yes so now looking into the future I honestly see myself continuing in this way like I basically intend to stay like 90% sober like basically just I don't know if sober curious means that you are mostly sober or not, but um, basically I'm planning to be like 90% sober. And I really like the idea of, you know, enjoying wine or whatever it is on a special occasion where, like I said earlier, the drinking is just a supplement to a beautiful experience that already exists. And that's something that I think where you can like cultivate a really positive relationship with it. Again, this is like, if you don't, struggle with issues of addiction and those types of things, which for me, I I don't, um, deal with. And so I find that the intention is really important and that like the supplement to the experience is important rather than relying on the alcohol to create the experience itself. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think there's probably an argument to be made that it can really enhance your life, you know, drinking every week and that like, it can make you really happy. Like, I think you could argue that like, if that's the case for you, then that's amazing. I really think it depends on the person again. Um, but again, like, I feel like if you feel like you need it in order to be happy, then that's something to explore because after college, like when you're in your adult life, if you feel like you can't just sit with yourself, then that's something that's worth exploring. And that's kind of like the biggest takeaway I've had with it is like that comfort with yourself um, and thinking about, you know, when when you drink at a party, it's like being drunk kind of makes you forget about like the silences and all those awkward things that I was talking about. But when you're sober, you're just aware of all of it and you have to just be comfortable with it. And so that's the opportunity I think that it provides is when you can just explore yourself in more context because you're fully present and you're fully aware so yeah that is my experience with it um i definitely invite you to be curious about your relationship with alcohol um again i know that this can be a touchy subject i hope that i covered it okay um yeah i I, uh See, this is the thing. I'm so self-aware that I feel like I already am worried that I'm going to say something wrong. But again, this is just my experience. So don't take it as fact. Like if something resonated with you, then that's amazing. And if it didn't, then, you know, I, I encourage you to um, explore other people who have talked about the subject, who are, who are more knowledgeable. Um, and yeah, again, that piece about like addiction, et cetera, like I, I definitely am not too familiar with that like I have a I think a good amount of self-control I guess I would call it I don't know if like addiction means you don't have self-control again my point is like I'm really not the person to talk about addiction so um I just want to get that out there that like this is my experience is really trying it for fun and just as something to like enhance my life so yeah I, I invite you to think about your relationship with alcohol and to just think about like 
if you're relying on it to like think about certain friendships if you feel like certain friendships are reliant on the fact that you guys have to drink together that's a really important one because i personally think that some of my friendships have fi- have fizzled out because those friendships were built on like partying and stuff which was like fine for that season of my life you know like i have really i had really amazing college friendships that were so fun i cherish them i don't regret any of those friendships um but maybe in my adult life they don't fit in because i just have a different lifestyle now or whatever the thing is so in the end it's really just about being curious about what makes you happy and and just you know, remembering that a lot of times we've been taught that certain behaviors are acceptable and okay. And that because everyone else is doing it, it's fine. And I think a lot of people try to make maybe excuses about what moderation is and maybe don't want to admit that like they're reliant on something to keep them going. These are all really tough topics and really difficult things to explore, but I think it's worth talking about. And I went through those things too, where I just maybe realize like I was relying on it to have fun and to cope and to like be friends with certain people and letting go of those things really created a relationship with myself that is better than it ever has been and that to me is one of the most important things is my relationship with myself because that's the only person there at the end of the day um so yeah it's okay if you don't want to do what everybody else is doing like I really if you're exploring sobriety and you're maybe a young person or whatever age you are and you are at social interactions where you feel a lot of pressure to drink and you know you feel like you really don't want to but people are pressuring you to like just remember like you got this just power through it's really a lot of times it's that first hour of awkwardness and to just be committed to doing what's right for you like that's really what it comes down to is you know yourself best and maybe exploring sobriety is that next level of of knowing yourself. And I think that's why a lot of people do it is because they want to be present all the time for everything happening in their life. And that is the key to understanding themselves better. So I would say it's it's worth it. And it's honestly can be really fun because when you're around people who are like totally hammered, you're like aware that they're hammered, but they view everyone as just like, you can't really tell. Like in my experience, when you're really intoxicated like you sometimes can't tell who's intoxicated or not so everyone just seems the same but when you're sober it's kind of fun because you can do like people watching and see like how people act and whatever and it's all like out of love and curiosity like I'm not saying that that you're like oh you can be sober at a party and like judge people that's not the point so that is that um oops that is that I hope you enjoyed um yeah, I, I know, again, that this is a touchy subject, and I hope that my sharing sharing my experience with this was uh, helpful or enlightening or you got something from it. And definitely let me know if, if you're someone who has explored sobriety or it's something that you've been doing for a while and you've mastered or whatever the thing is. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you and, and learn more about your experience. Um, yeah, it's definitely been pretty cool for me, and I enjoy it. So that's me, but I literally just want everyone to be happy. So you do you. All right. That's it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you again. If you like this episode, make sure you share it, make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Um, yeah. All right. I'll let you guys go. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time.